Yeah. <laughs> they got people waiting outside the, oh, on the sand. Your, Pull your wetsuit off. Just took a turn. Your life. Just took a turn for the worst. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Coaches on Couches. Bing slouches. It's good drum roll. With a non-slouch <laughs> on the couch with us today. Oh. We've got Heather Nichols on the couch today. We'll get to her, but first, who we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we suck at telling everybody who we are. <sighs> I am Coach Dale Sanford, and I am Coach Bryant Funston. We are here with Coach Heather Nichols, but first. Shout outs. Shout outs. <laughs> All right. It was uh, Cyclocross World Championships here uh, last weekend. So pretty much all of our, our shout outs revolve around Cyclocross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Matteo ba- Vanderpol uh, basically won the race off of riding clean. Yes. Uh, he basically he put in time every lap in that same spot. Um and Wout just couldn't. He, yeah, he te- te- technical off camber uphill, yeah. and yeah, it was a it was a huge difference maker for sure. Yeah, I mean they both. I it mean, was the the sporting event of the weekend. Absolutely. I mean, relative yeah. to the Super Bowl. Yeah, gosh. it was way more exciting than the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> Despite yes, him running away with it, Wout just. I mean, he tried. He he slipped the first time. He pulled himself back. Mm-hmm. He slipped another time, and he just. Went too deep. And for all the cycling fans, uh, Tour of Flanders this year, kind of the premier event yep. for uh, for the Belgians, uh, his team has got an invite. So Wout Van Aert last year had that great result yeah. at Strada Bianchi. Yep. Uh, I'm curious to see how <laughs> Vanderpool does because he, he was killing it. Yeah, he's strong. Like today. all year long. And I'm going to say this name wrong, but <laughs> Sane can't, but I think she can. Don't say uh, she can't. Don't say do she that. can't. She won. Uh, this is her third cyclocross world championship. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she crushed it. And then shout out to the state of Arkansas. Bam for pulling in the uh, 2022 UCI cyclocross world championships. It's already on our calendars. Oh yeah, most most fun I've had at a sporting event was world championships in Louisville, Louisville. also known as Ool. For yep. the uh, people around the area. It was Whoa. by far the most fun I've ever had at a sporting event. So put it on your ever. calendars. Go support cyclocross racing. It's going to be awesome. We're going to flood into the state of Arkansas, and they're not going to know what hit them. Mm-mm. <laughs> uh, my shout-out uh, is to Outdoors, Inc. Last night they uh, they had me come and speak uh, uh, to them. Great crowd showed up. Appreciate all the staff who stayed later uh, so that we could... Talk a little bit about um, you know finding finding motivation, keeping motivation, goal setting, and stuff like that. So uh, it was a great time. Uh, so thanks to them. Heather, you got any shout outs? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Stella, my daughter, for getting rookie of the season on her swim team. Well, I guess we all do this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Swim like a dolphin. Nicely done, Stella. I got one more shout out. Shout out to the five people. On yeah, uh, Facebook right we'll now. We'll do it. Lee, Give Jamie, us a thumbs up. Cindy, thumbs Jamie, up, Facebookers. Two Jamies, Greg, and Liddell. <laughs> That's, oh, we're uh, up to six. We're oh, up to six. Oh, there we go. All right. Let's All right. dive into it. All Enough right. with the so, shout outs. 
Um, we're talking to Heather today, and she has a bit of a unique scenario when it comes to like her life in general. Um, you know, like a lot of people, she wears a lot of hats, mom, triathlete, bike racer, and also a, f- a full-time fitness professional, which throws in a lot of uh, interesting um, considerations to her training. So real quick, though, Heather, give everybody kind of a, a, a breakdown of your life scenario from your own words, work, family, all that kind of stuff. Okay. What that typical week looks like for you. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> work, yeah. Full-time fitness professional, personal trainer, group fitness instructor. Yes, it adds quite a little bit on to me, which is fine. Family, shout out, Jamie Allen. Mm-hmm. And Stella, of course. Stella's 12. And... Uh, you got about 18 dogs, didn't you? Three dogs. Oh, three, sorry. Yeah. Three dogs, two cats, two guinea pigs. <laughs> wow. More, you have more animals in the fun stands. <clears throat> I don't know about that. No, it's not true. I don't know. Yeah, chickens. That's, that's false. Chickens. <laughs> I'd like some chickens. We're not really sure what the dogs would do with the chickens. Uh, so how, about how many like um, training sessions or, well, actually, how many, how many different training sessions do you do that require you to also kind of uh, work out yourself? Oh, you mean with clients? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. One, two, five. Five? Five, six. So those are what, like mostly 45 to an hour? Yeah, 50 minutes to an hour. Okay, so you're, so you're essentially on top of all of your training, swim, bike, run, strength, mm-hmm. we're adding on another five hours on top of that, yeah. you know, to, to everything else. So yep. that's going to come into play here in just a second. So um, tell everybody kind of your, your background in, um, in triathlon. Um, you know, how'd you get into the sport? Why'd you get into the sport? Uh, well, I wasn't athletic growing up. I was a theater person. Theater? Yeah, but that's not that's not an uncommon story. It's not. It's not. Like, it's just funny. Uh-huh. In endurance um, Well, because, you know, seems... most people would be like, oh, you played sports your whole life. Mm-hmm. No. No, I didn't. Um, I started off with running. Running was my thing for a really long time. So when did you start running? Was this like when you were in high school, college? No, no. no, out of high school. Okay. 1998-ish, I would say. Yeah, around then. Um, and then I used to mountain bike. Uh, you wouldn't catch me on a mountain bike now. Um, <laughs> um, but, and then triathlon, probably around 2010-ish. I worked with um, a girl named Brandy. And she was doing triathlons, and she was like, hey, you should totally try it. Mm-hmm. And I went to her neighborhood pool and swam with her a bunch. And we were going to do her Parsons try, which we don't have anymore. Yep. But and uh, Which is unfortunate. That I know. Was, that was, was a, a really good try. A good race. It was. It really was. Um, I didn't even own a road bike. I borrowed one. Um, and she convinced me to do the longer distance because of my running background. She was like, pfft. I mean, two-mile run. She was like, come on. <laughs> so uh, being a non-swimmer, I took on 800 meters on my first one. And that was interesting. And you went back for another one. So yeah. there we go. Yeah, yeah you kept you kept. I kept it. going. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And yeah. then, of course, came road bike riding and racing and all that. Yeah, and a lot of the... the um, the like transition into doing both try and... and Road cycling, a lot of it was because 
having both of us, you know, in cycling, bike racing community, as well as in triathlon, there's a, a definite benefit to mm-hmm. racing bikes while you're, you know, while you're racing triathlon. Um, I mean, there's really no better way to yeah, it almost to naturally helps your, you elevate your bike. Yeah, yeah. I mean, elevate your bike. Yeah. If you're a triathlete and you've never done a bike race before, um, you know your first one, you'll probably get crushed. But still, it's it's an it's a really good. Um, you kind of see what is possible on a bike. I guess it, mm-hmm. it kind of opens up uh, your mind to more than just steady state efforts. Yes, um, I think that's been the hardest thing. As a triathlon wise, I was so used to. I'm going to keep here. I'm going to go really steady. Yep. And then set, bike racing. Set the throttle and keep it there. Set kind the of throttle thing. and go. Mm-hmm. And so shifting into bike racing a little bit, all of a sudden it's like, no, now I got to go. And then I got to come back. And mm-hmm. I got to go and I come back. So getting yeah. used to that's been a little yeah. challenging. But it's also, it also adds like the ability to like on a course that, that forces you to mm-hmm. go harder up a, a steeper pitch and then kind of you get a recovery down or, you know, there's a lot of turns like Memphis and May have 22 turns. And if you, if you slow down for each one and you don't accelerate out of any turns, you're losing a lot of time. I was like, there goes your average. Right. So, Mm -hmm. so being able to get those quick accelerations, settle back in, you know, all that stuff that is bike racing. I mean, that is, that's Mm -hmm. anytime you get into a bike race or a, you know, even a Hammerfest ride, that's what happens. It's on the gas, off the gas, on the gas, steady, on the gas, off the gas, you know, so yeah. um, that was a big reason why we transitioned you into also riding bikes. And it's also a social thing. Like, yeah, it keeps, it keeps, you know, for, for triathletes who don't also ride bikes with a group, uh, the hardest thing to get them to do is to ride long mm-hmm. and can build their oh. aerobic uh, base and their fatigue resistance. Um yeah, I think in all my my days now of coaching people, I've had maybe two people that say I, I enjoy doing long solo stuff by myself. Sure, you know that's my time to get away and I can not have any demands. Yeah. I'm like I can do that once, maybe every year I could go out for a solo ride. But I'm yeah. a very social person. Yeah, I think yeah, personally, I think the longest solo ride I've ever done is like four hours, and that was like by the time I got home, I didn't want to look at my bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, quick, quick tip on that. If you do have to do a long solo ride, I recommend doing like a big long out and then back. Cause you have to get back. Cause you have to get back. Yeah, yeah. So then just treat it as a two hour ride and then you getting back after that and you got your four. Yeah. It forces you to get back. Um, but now I guess with the days of Uber, I was you like, just, you could uh, phone Uber a friend. <laughs> yeah. Phone a friend. So what, let's, uh, let's go a little back in time and, and okay. what was your, what was your first triathlon experience? Her Parsons. Her, okay. Was that the Showman Oakley? Shooter. No, Showman Shooter. So you jumped, oh, okay, yeah, you did long. So yeah. Jack actually, went was it for the it. Fit City Triathlon then? No, it was Showman it wasn't? Shooter. So mm-hmm. that race beforehand, uh, before start to finish took it over, yeah. it was put on by Doug Ruddle, who... Shout out to Doug. Doug shout out, Doug. Um, who, uh, it was the Fit City Triathlon, maybe for just the first year mm-hmm. or maybe the first two years. Um, and it went in the first original course used to be all the way around. Um, you go all the way out to like 193 instead of the 196 loop twice. Loop. Yep. Um, yeah, it was a it was a great. I, think I might have liked that better. Yeah, the longer loop. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, so 
That was a total diversion. That was way off topic. You got a course preview on a race that <laughs> a no race longer that exists. exist anymore. <laughs> uh, so I'll use that uh, have no clue what 193 is. Uh, get on Google Maps right now and yeah, go yeah. east of Memphis. Look at, yeah, Fisherville. <laughs> oh. Um, so like how you know you talked about barely swimming. How did the swim go in that in that race? Um, You're still here, so we're okay. Yeah, I'm still here. Um, it was very fishy. Um, fishy. Fishy. Mm. I remember jumping in and being like, "Whoa! I just tasted fish." Ah, um, I do. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I freestyled a little bit. I side stroke. Yeah, little side. I back stroke. The breast stroke. Yeah. I cursed about 400 times. Yep. Um, and then just kept going, oh my God, just get back on the bike. Just get to the bike. Just get to the bike. Yeah. I did survive. The bob to the bike, we yeah. call it. I the bob to the bike. Bob, That's bob pretty much it. Yeah. It wasn't the first try, but I did this next year. I did that same try. And I guess I panicked in the water because we can go there. That's my downfall. A little panic in the water. Um, and I backstroked and... <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking, just follow that cloud. <laughs> um, it's a new technique right I got there. way off course. That is a really good sighting technique. Yeah, I mean, because you know, was clouds cloud don't move, move right? Yeah. yeah, right. And uh, I got way off course. And I remember flipping back over and being like, I don't even know where I am. <laughs> so that was not the first one. That was the second one. But still. But these are all experiences that yeah. new yeah. people are going to have. Yeah. And, and they think that... You know, it's unique to just them. Yeah. Uh, situations like this, you know, struggling on the swim, mm -hmm. not being able to swim the whole time, having a side stroke, having to, to backstroke, having to stop and mess with your goggles. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's good to hear that everyone oh, has yeah. that sort of experience. Yeah. I mean, I talked about it a little bit and when we were, we did my episode, uh, my first try was Mighty Might and I swam in a backyard pool like three times before it. It's about, and, yeah, it's about tip for tap. And it, granted, yeah. that was 400 mm -hmm. meters, but I still like thought I was going to die. Uh, <laughs> I just kept thinking, please, just let's just get out of the water, make it to the bike, you'll be fine. Uh, but it was a lot of like five strokes and like, where am I? Where am I? I'm alive. Okay, five strokes. <laughs> Five I, I picture strokes. like Will Ferrell when he's coming back yeah. from <laughs> in Talladega Nights. Yeah, extremely. Those are the cars. Yeah, <laughs> extremely panicked. I was gonna say I've, I've I've done plenty of tries where you're like, just calm down. You're not gonna die. Mm -hmm. It's okay. There's a boat right there. Yeah, okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was a little rough. So on the bike, mm -hmm. get on the bike. So how did the how did the bike end up going? The bike went pretty well. Um, like I said, I started mountain biking, so it wasn't like my first bike experience. Yeah. Taught spin, so I mean, I ride, rode on a bike a lot then. I didn't know the bike very well because, like I said, I borrowed it. Um, I remember thinking, oh, I teach spin all the time. This will be like a piece of cake. It wasn't. <laughs> um, if you've ever ridden out by Herb Parsons, it's not the easiest route. It's, it's hilly for our area. Yeah, it's hilly for our area, and it's like you said, two loops of the same thing. So the Herb Parsons hilly, you have to go up twice not just once. Um, so that was a little rough, but I remember getting through it and being like, oh, this isn't bad. Like after I got over the swim. It's all relative, right? Like, yeah. oh, everything's yeah. relative now. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and then, then back then my run was probably the strongest. And so as soon as I got off the bike, it was kind of like, I guess you consider it in your zone. Mm -hmm. Sure. And it was a trail run on top of that. So um, it was fun. That's when I finally actually was like, kind of dig this triathlon thing when I started running. <laughs> and that run wasn't easy either. No. Mm -mm. Uh, I I ended up 
uh, spending some time with some medical professionals uh, mm-hmm. after that race, maybe that. more than one time. It's pretty rooty. Uh, it, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> there's some good steep pitches in it. Yeah. And yeah, herb, herb trails are, if you're trying to run them hard, tough. Yeah. That's, that's a tough go. Yeah. So. Do you but, remember how you placed? I actually got third in my age group. There we go. Yeah. Maybe that was it. Maybe that's what made me go, hmm. Hmm. I kind of like Stuck it. with it. So what are, like, along that those lines, like, what were some of the other things that made you stick with triathlon? Like, um, a, there are a lot of people that may get into it, do the first one, have a terrible experience, and then, like, never come back to it. But, you know, what are the things that keep you in it? It's a little more variety than just running and hitting the pavement over and over and over and over again. Hit the treadmill because it's not nice outside. Gave me a little more variety. Sure. Um, it's a little more interesting when you can do more than one thing. Um, I don't know. I kind of dig the changes in the race. I get a little bored. So. Well, it's most, I mean. Yeah. Um, most people. I mean, that's really more of it. And the community of people that I've gotten to know. Oh, I mean, absolutely. That's kind of a huge part of it. Yeah. I, I've, I've said that a million times. Is the, the main thing that drew me in was you get done with the race You've turned yourself inside out, whatever that means to you. Right. Uh, and, you know, everybody's at the at the end of the race is, you know, hanging out, chatting, laughing, cracking beers, and, you know, just, yeah. you know, having a good old time. And I like that part, too, because if you have a bad part of a race and you're talking afterwards and all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, right? Like, that was so bad. Yeah. yeah. Then stories. you're like, okay, I'm not, me. Yeah. you know, it's not just me. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. It is, like, some of the most wel- welcoming community you know, uh, endurance athletes in general, but triathlon as well. There's always somebody willing to help. There's always somebody who, if you have a uh, terrible day, they'll tell you another story of, of worse. Yeah. Maybe not trying to be a one-upper there, but, you know, just try, you know. More like, yeah, I know how you feel. Hey, exactly. this is what I dealt with. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, fast-forwarding mm-hmm. to now, um, I'll run down a couple of stats, just just a few things from last season. He's more organized than me. So last year, we uh, age group podium at five out of the seven um, multi sport events we did last year. One of which was an overall podium at Tupelo, the mm-hmm. Super Sprint. Um, you know, we always you, know, you you tend to do better on the shorter events like myself i yep. prefer to you know shorter events but um also third overall at rockabilly grand prix so that's an omnium road, so that's road, road only event there road road race time trial and a crit so third place in the overall and then in the state time trial um you did for 40k averaged over 21 miles an hour yeah. so that to me you know that that was kind of one of the one of the big moments for me as the coach uh, from last season was just having that, you know, feather in the cap of cracking 21 for 40K. So what were, there, were there any other, like, moments from last season that kind of stood out to you as far as, like, like just meant more to you? Um, I mean, you hit a lot of them. Which of those would be the highlight? Mm, probably the state chime trial was a huge one. Rockabilly was a huge one for me. Because yep. I think that was okay. maybe like my third crit ever. Yeah, you finished oh, second yeah. in the crit. Yeah. You know, in a pretty much a f- sprint finish. 
And the time trial there was the fastest bike pace I've ever averaged. So that was a pretty big highlight, too. Yeah. Really, the whole year, my bike pace was higher than it was in all the races in the previous year. Yeah. So to see those gains was pretty big for me. And that was kind of, uh, for for us over the last season or two, has been the big focus is Mm -hmm. the bike. I mean, obviously, we got more into bike racing, and that kind of pushes the focus a little Mm -hmm. bit. But, you know, especially in a short course, basically in any race, any triathlon you do, the bike is the longest. Right. It's the longest part of the race. So you well, really getting the stronger on the bike has helped me on the run. Sure. There's, so there's, yeah, it's, it's really twofold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you boost your bike fitness way, way up and then you're faster on the bike, which is the longest part. So you're putting time into people there and then you're stronger altogether. Uh, so you have less fatigue getting off the bike and you have a better run. So, I mean, for, a win-win. Yeah, well, for people, like, mm-hmm. and I saw an article about this the other day, was for people who are really time-limited, uh, why, why would you put your time into things that aren't going to gain you the most time? So if you're yeah. really trying to, triathlon is A to B. It's a time from A to B. It doesn't matter what each of the three parts are. It's still a finishing time. So um, if you're time-limited, why would you put your time into... You, the thing that you already are the top at or um, or the thing that isn't going to gain you the most time. And then a lot of times that's the swim. And I'm not, not to like, you know, discount the swim portion, but it is the shortest part of the event. Well, it's like everybody always says, nobody wins on the swim. Well, you re- yeah, you rarely I mean, win in the swim. But mm-hmm. um, unless it's like, you know, unless you're like one of the better runners and one of the better cyclists and you're losing by a margin that, is equal to the difference between the swim of you and the people who beat you, then, you know, the swim usually isn't the best place to put your time for a time crunched person. True. So all that to say, that's why we put so much time into the bike over the last two seasons. And it's really been night and day. Uh, and I'll even put, put in there that we haven't even, this is, you just got power. Mm-hmm. Like you've, you haven't even trained on power for at all until what a couple of weeks ago when you got a lemon power we won't go into there I was but, like, I was like no, uh, just move on from that we, yeah. we got we got we finally got a, a working power meter yeah, on we're the there bike. now yeah and uh so um you know th- even this year i can only foresee even more gains because we're just able to train a little bit more accurately uh on the bike so i did think of another moment in triathlon Okay. Because, like I said, I used to freak out in the water. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I used to freak out. Uh-huh. I think this is the first season, every single swim, I, I was completely calm the whole time. And this is the first season I had an ocean swim. Yep. So, so that what, was huge. What do you was th- the big difference? Yeah, though? what do you think was the big difference? Um, <laughs> getting comfortable in the water, I guess. I know we've spent... Experience or more time in Probably the more water? experience and learning, I hate to say coping mechanisms, but... Let's just uh-huh. call it that coping mechanisms. I got to where um, the year before I counted my strokes yeah. when I swam, uh-huh. just so I my brain would stop going, oh my gosh, I'm out in the water. Oh my gosh, I'm this. Oh my gosh. I started just going, I'd count from one to a hundred and then start back over. Yeah. I did that the whole year previous. And then this year I didn't have to count at all. Yeah. I mean, that, that was huge. I just thought of it. Yeah. No, no that's, that's you know, that is a, a huge thing that keeps people out of the sport. Mm-hmm. And and for for us trying to trying to be some of those people that are growing the sport, 
you know, anything that we can offer to somebody to help them get over either just getting in the water. We had somebody the other day that commented, was, how do you get over like swimming in water with squishy bottom? Like, oh, yeah. You know, it's like, uh, well, put your feet down there. Yeah. Well, you only, got to when you get yeah, out of the only, water. <laughs> you know, that's it's one of those things like, uh, it's there's a little mental barrier there. I was gonna that, say it's mind over matter, really. Yeah, it's I mean, just, there's gotta there's zone probably it out nothing in something. the bottom of a lake that's grosser than what you've probably stepped on, uh, like at a beach or, <laughs> you know what's you know what, like what's mixed in with sand yeah, and stuff yeah. at the beach. No, I mean, right. it's all the same you're stuff. Right. So yeah, um, and I will say, out of all the tribes I've done, I mean, there's not been really anything. No fish have come up and uh-huh. bit you or i mean that's one yeah. that i've had people that, that i've coached triathletes that i've coached yeah i, I mean, don't want to swim in a lake because i don't want a fish to get me yeah yeah i think i never thought about guaranteed that. with 200 plus people in the water they're gone there's nothing even going to come near you no i mean the worst the worst i've experienced i ever had with that was ironman florida was just swimming through some of the the jellyfish yeah. uh there's a lot of jellyfish at Bay St. Louis this year. Luckily, I didn't get one. Yeah, I mean, but a lot of times, if you're wearing a wetsuit, the only thing you got to worry about is your hands and your face, mm-hmm. really. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, if, that, huh? if you get stung by a jellyfish, just let Toby pee on you. <laughs> they got people waiting outside the, <laughs> on the sand. Your, pull your wetsuit off. Just took a turn. Like, just took a turn for the worst. <laughs> All right, All right. Back on track. Moving yep. on. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, getting comfortable in the water, you know, it, it takes some of its experience, some of its finding those coping mechanisms. And the big thing that I've found over the years is just the more you can get out in the water yeah. and, and do it and do it without a wetsuit. So in a controlled environment, uh, obviously, uh, with a group you know, with a, with a buoy, you know, kind of a, a flotation buoy, mm-hmm. but not really something that's floating you, you know? So the more comfortable you can get swimming in open water without a wetsuit, when you put that wetsuit on, it's like night and day. And like you're... Unless the wetsuit's really tied around your neck. Well, unless you put it on wrong, which we went over last week. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the things that I wish I had known uh, uh, early on. So, yeah, that's that is that was a huge... Uh, uh, you know, second point, I remember put, you putting comments in there about mm-hmm. how comfortable you actually were yeah. this season on some mm-hmm. of some of the swims. So let's bounce forward. You know, we're talking about you, you as a, a fitness professional doing uh, like at least five hours of extra training. So yeah, this is kind of like the opposite of, you know, some of the people who are trying to get yeah. as much time in, right? you know, squeeze as much time out as possible. You're a little bit on the other side, but... I mean, we have the same experience. Mm-hmm. People assume that we just train all the time because we're yeah. coaches, but that's that's not really sport specific training. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, we'll... I, I had a lady ask me in one of my classes the other day, "Do you do something outside of this, like teaching?" And I like I wanted to chuckle, but not like chuckle in a jerk way. Yeah, it was kind of like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do. I do a lot outside of here. So yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, people yeah. just assume as a coach or a fitness professional that that's like all you do all day. So you tr- you just train and train and train and train and train. But generally, anything that you get to do outside of your normal training is either not specific to your sport or is at such a low intensity that it's really not anything more than recovery 
you know, basis, the, the occasions that, you know, we get to actually do a workout with an, with an athlete, you know, you can't go your pace. You mm. have to go their pace. Right. You know, so yeah, we get to do some extra training here and there, but most of the time it's, not it's just, quality it's not structure. quality and it's not specific, right. yeah. but it still adds training fatigue. stress. Exactly. Yeah. It adds that fatigue still. So, so you're, so, so we're, you know, as a more competitive you know, focusing on sprint distance and bike racing, you know, we've, we've been averaging like nine to 11 ish hours of actually actual swim, bike, run training. Right. Um, so then you add that five hours on top of that. And now we're into that, like 14 to 16 hours of training. Say last week I hit a little over 16, which would be like what a, what a person, a more competitive person would be doing training for like half Ironman. Right. Or like, uh you know, uh, kind of intermediate Ironman average, you know, before those mega volume weeks. Like, so this is like a pretty massive amount of training. Um, so, you know, how, like the big, the big ways, you know, that we've kind of combated that one is obviously communication, like, uh, knowing like, you know, over a week block or two week or three week block, like we, track everything Mm -hmm. so heather's really good about literally uploading everything she does um and then we you know even some of the things that she um doesn't track like heart rate wise right we we can assign like a um tss score to like an average and that way we can kind of see that fatigue built up build up over time um and then along with her comments which you're very good about putting in you know we can see if we need to kind of like back it off a little early or she's always good about like asking me, Hey, I'm like smoked right now. Um, and you know, I've got this quality run tomorrow. I'm supposed to be hitting some like max four hundreds. I don't think it's going to go well. You know, if your brain's already there, that's usually when, you know, we've been good about, okay, let's just, let's make it easy and we'll either try to do this again next week or we'll push it later in the week or whatever. Um, you know, that's where like you are very good about knowing yourself and knowing like your energy levels and knowing like soreness versus pain. Sometimes myself can lie. Like sometimes I can go, Hey, I'm really tired, but then go run and it's great. So, I mean, you know, but I am pretty good about knowing myself. That's a whole, well, that's a whole nother point of why you've, you've been, you've done well with this, with the program and, and everything else you have on top of it. Is because you don't like make snap judgments about how you feel right there and then, and say screw it, like I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, you, you always give it a chance. Like mm-hmm. get out there, and if it doesn't, you know, go well, you always will try the first effort. Absolutely. And then a lot of times it goes really well. You know, you just it was more of a mental thing. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, you've always been good about trying getting into it and trying the effort the big thing over time has been consistency mm-hmm. and that's like you know i couldn't couldn't go an episode without bringing, yeah, up, it in. bringing I, I, it up i even stuck it in last night at the talk did you good <laughs> it like you've never had i would say there's never been a week where you've just fallen apart yeah. you know you've just let you've like you've let it all um you know even if it doesn't go well yeah. something happens yeah, you always absolutely. get something done absolutely and 
if it's crap, you comment and you put it in there. I felt like crap. Uh, but you know, it's never stopped you. And, and I've never just seen a week crumble, you know? So, I mean, that's, that's a huge thing, uh, with, with as much work that you're doing, like non-specific work, we, we always at least have, you know, two to three good attempts. Yes. I mean, you know, it's never going to go well every time. And then you add on, you add on top of that, all the other training and it just makes for the need for more recovery um which we've kind of had to develop how to do that over the last yeah. few years um say, that's been a little bit of a trial and error absolutely yeah i mean we've we've made some mistakes right <laughs> like <laughs> we've we've put you into a hole you know several times and then we just we had like maybe a week a week or two weeks straight that you put were in, me in a so- hole and have a freak out moment yeah and then i get the woosa yeah, mm-hmm. you back it down. So, any so do you have any other? I know I probably rambled for uh, a few minutes there, but do you have any other things that you do personally to make sure that you know, with all of the extra stuff that you have and your entire ty- entire stress load, um, you know, how do you manage that? Um, recovery's been a little bit bigger, especially because I'm not twenty. Um, You're not? Don't so look I a day over a lot twenty. More. I stretch it a lot more. Uh, everyone take a guess on the no, Facebook no, no, comments. We're not going to guess. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to guess. Um, so knowing that, like, I act, I used to be a person that, like, didn't need to stretch. Like, I hate to admit sure. that. but That's what um, everyone says until the injury shows up, that nagging pain. I almost and then went like, backwards, ah. though. Like, the more I stretch, the more injured I got because I'm a little hyper-reflexible, a little ah, hypermobile. Yep. be a problem. Um, but now I actually do have to stretch. How I make sure... Um, I mean, on Mondays, I teach a spin class. I know, luckily, the bikes where I teach, Germantown Athletic Club, they have Sage's power meters on them. So I can look down and go, I really don't need to be as high as possibly all these other people might need to be. I could back it down a little bit. So you're saying you're good at faking it. Um, No, no, I'm not faking it. Fake pain Mm, face. No, no, Ah, I'm good at it. I'm good at it. Not faking it. It's like, anybody (laughs) watching, I'm not faking it. Still getting a workout in, but I mean, keeping everything balanced, like not freaking out if I'm a little bit tired. I think I've gotten a little bit better about that. Um, Like recently gone out for a run, I'm supposed to do those track intervals. I'm pretty sure every single one felt like death. And I remember getting in one set of them and then just had to think to myself, I just don't have it today. But I tried. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't have it. So I just quit. I didn't freak out. I didn't have a meltdown like I used to. <laughs> um, I didn't blow up Dale's email and like, oh, my God, I'm terrible. Blah, 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 blah. I was just like, not my day. Um, so I guess learning to not expect your body to be able to do everything all the time. Yep. That's huge, yeah. Has been huge. Yep. Mm-hmm. Making sure, I'll be honest, um, my training peaks, I can't stand to see yellow or red. Um, so. That's always good. For those that aren't on training peaks, yellow and red means you did not hit the workout to spec. Yeah. If it's green, it means you like nailed the workout within a certain yeah. range. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I don't like seeing yellow or red. So if red's on there, I get really perturbed sometimes. But the, <laughs> I know that life gets in the way, and I've just had to learn to adapt to that a little bit better. I got to put this in there because it happens a lot. So whenever, like, Heather has, like, a a not-so-good run, 
<laughs> and maybe she cuts it short. Like we do like an easy like six mile run. Does she leave it on? She'll cut it. She'll <laughs> cut it short. No, she'll cut it short, and then like so you get a file that's like like five yeah. miles, and then like ten minutes later you'll get a file that's like a mile because she <laughs> she got back to the house and said no no I'm, I'm getting not that, quitting I'm yes. getting that last yes. mile in yep. and then she starts over and just hits the last but I mean it but. That, I've, I've done that quite a few times. I'm, I know. That's why that's I put cool. it in there. Like, got mad and been like, oh, man, I quit today. Like, that's so, mm. I shouldn't have quit today. I'm just going to do one more mile. But I that's think you like, highlight two of, the, two of the biggest things, though. One is not, not quitting. I mean, there's a difference between mentally giving up and physically giving up and, and knowing the difference between those two. And the other one is you're not always going to have... Uh, a fresh body right. that's going to be yep. able to nail it's okay to fail some workouts i mean that's what you learn from that as well so for for people who are you know if you're coaching yourself or you know, anyone that's been in this sport long enough you're going to have days where you may have thought you were going to feel good yep. and you feel like garbage only to find out you know a few days later maybe you're getting sick or mm-hmm. Maybe you weren't hydrated. It was a change in temperature. I mean, there's or so like many gobbing. things. You can think you're going to feel like crap. Exactly. And then you go out. Yep. Like, that happened to me the other day. It was like, yep. Yep. everything was... hurts. I'm dying. My legs are sore. I feel like mm-hmm. I have bricks under my shoes. I'm just going to go try this run. Mm-hmm. It was an awesome run. Well, I and think what I happens, commented. I was like, hmm. What happens between your ears? You know, if you can tell yourself, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I know I'm going to nail this. Uh, I know I'm going into a tire, but that's just a great training opportunity for me. And if you can mentally get yourself in a right state, I mean, don't underestimate the power of what your brain can help your body do. Um, and also on the other side, don't go in thinking you're going to feel feel crap because sometimes the body surprises you as well. So yeah. giving it that honest effort and not beating yourself up if yeah. if you can't hit a workout to spec because sometimes there's there's days like that and sometimes there's races like that, which makes it worse, but it's reality. That's why there's we always encourage people and we had the short course uh, episode where doing multiple races, having multiple races on the calendar, in case you do have a, a bad race, it's not the end of the world. Do you have another one coming? Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, so um, let's jump into a, like, how do you have any other tips for kind of like how you personally manage your time and fit it all, fit it all in? Oh. I get really good at doing things not workout-wise. Life things very fast because um, I work full-time. So I have to... So you're efficient. I'm efficient. I've been known to go to the grocery store and it take me like seven minutes to get everything done. <laughs> <laughs> you're like sprinting on a lot. And then I get I the mean, Training Peaks notification yeah. that yeah. her grocery store trip was... Other ran through the grocery store. Um, making sure I'd like... You, you kind of hit on this a couple weeks ago, I think. The bags in my car. Um, I at least drive to the pool and get in the water. Even if I'm like, there's just no way I'm going to get, there's, I'm not going to get this amount of time. And like yesterday I had an hour swim. I knew I was going to run out of time. Like I just knew I was going to run out of time, but I was like, oh, well, I'm going to go in, I'm going to jump in the water and I'm going to get it done. Some is, um, some is greater than none. We've talked about none. a lot. Yeah. Yep. So... But schedule-wise, making sure I at least plan myself to have a little bit of time here and there to get the workouts in. Yeah. But yep. like today, I'm going to be honest. I don't have time to get my run in. I hate to admit that on camera. 
but it's going to go on tomorrow <laughs> instead. So learning that even though you've written the schedule the way it goes, having that ability to go, hey, you know what, it's not going to work today. I'm just going to slide it over here. Mm-hmm. Making sure I slide it over there and it still gets done. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, I said and this not, to really Brian not. before we got on. I was like, really just doing it. Like, yeah. making myself do it. Show up, right? I well, mean, I think, you know, it's not always fun, but internal, inter- as far as internal motivation goes, you're kind of among the top level of people that we come across that just you, you write the program and it gets done. Like, yeah, there's not a whole lot of if, ands, or buts. Yeah. Uh, even if it doesn't get done to spec on the days perfectly, yeah. it gets done. And I would say, like, learning the process of, like, you were saying, like, you have a big block of training like right now i'm getting to the point where i'm getting a little tired everything's getting a little sore Mm -hmm. instead of thinking like oh what's wrong with me mentally i can go oh i bet i'm I'm at the end of a block i only got like four more days if i just push myself past those four more days Mm -hmm. then i can show well those so for those that have never done a structured training program like we intentionally build these blocks to accumulate fatigue Mm-hmm. over two three weeks and by the end of that third week you should have a ton of built like especially if you're doing long course like that's how you simulate the day of right. an Ironman is to accumulate a massive amount of fatigue over two and three weeks and then you try to go at a race effort toward the end of that block and all that fatigue that's sitting in your body is going to simulate what you're going to feel on that day when you're out there at, at hour eight, nine plus, mm-hmm. you know, so it, like you've got to understand that later <clears throat> in a training block, things are going to be harder. Mm-hmm. Things are going to feel worse. You're going to, you're going to mentally question whether you can do things. And when I'm sitting there writing it, I go, I wonder if she's going to be able to do that. This is. <laughs> I was wondering. I was oh, yeah. like, oh. like, I know I'm putting mm-hmm. this on here. This is hard. Like, mm-hmm. she, if she nails this, this is going to be a really awesome. Like, this is going to be awesome. Three weeks into a block, mm-hmm. you know, if you can nail that, we're on a good, we're on a good I'm track. I'm not going to lie. I've opened it a few times and been like, what? Impossible. Yeah. Next yeah, workout, please. To yeah. some extent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To some extent, yeah. like as a coach, that's our job is to, to test you. Absolutely. And if I throw, throw a workout on there and I'm like, well, this is going to either go really, really well, or she's going to completely bomb it. Mentally. And then he Uh, sits back and goes, Oh, Dr. Evil. So, I mean, the whole point here is the way you improve is you stress your body more than it's used to. Then you allow the recovery to build back repair, uh, and come back stronger. So simulating, you know, week three, you've built fatigue, you're pushing your body now in that last that last bit of that last block is you pushing yourself more than what the yeah. body's used to. And it's hard. You know, it's not easy. Right. Um, and then you rest hard after it. So it's like earn your rest and then rest hard when, when the rest comes. Yeah. I just thought of something. I was thinking about how I used to. Gosh, I don't remember how long ago. Long time ago. Um, obsess over doing enough. Mm. And then when recovery weeks would come and things like that, I would be like, this is like nothing. Like I'm mm-hmm. running for 30 minutes. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Like I used to Not look down on it. And I might have pushed those recoveries a little bit too hard mm-hmm. because my brain, <laughs> let's just call it my brain, <laughs> um, was like, this is not enough. Yeah. So learn to say, yes, it is enough for currently where I'm at. Yep. 
And you get to that point when you have pushed yourself hard enough yeah. during the block. So once you, yeah. your body and your mind teaches your, you teach yourself to push hard at the end, seeing that workout, that's like, oh man, that looks like I might not be able to finish it based on how I'm feeling and, and powering through that. You're like, okay, I do need this rest now. Like I need yeah. to take this yep. rest and I'm not going to feel guilty about right. going. I'm, in fact, I welcome going easy for 30 minutes. Well, and with, with the other training stress that you have, we've always had to like dial your recovery be- weeks way back. Oh, yeah. So like, you know, whereas you might be doing uh, 10, 11 hours of like swim, bike, run training during a normal week, like your, your swim, bike, run training on a recovery week is dialed back to like five. It was like five or seven, five, something like that. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Just, just so that we, we are still accounting. You know, mm-hmm. you add the other stuff, and you're still getting another five hours of training stress. So you're still almost getting ten hours. I was going to say because so like, even on a recovery week, I'm still hitting. Yeah, it's, ten hours. Yeah, so 10, 11 hours. We've had to dial those recoveries, mm-hmm. like in what I'm assigning for you, like way back more than what a normal person would. Right. Just because you have so much other training stress. Mm-hmm. So. Last little bit, like, do you have any, one, do you have any tips for other fitness professionals trying to, like, balance this whole deal? And then any other tips for, like, newer triathletes getting into the sport? Mm, tips for fitness pros. Your parting words. I know. My parting words. Um, tips for fitness pros. You probably aren't working out as hard as you think you're working out if all you're doing is your classes. You hit on it. Your body gets pretty used to stuff. Um, I have to do plenty of other strength work by myself, even though I teach three strength classes myself. Um, I still have to do my own stuff because your body gets really used to it. So I guess learning that just because you think you're working out that much in your classes, I hate to be like kind of a brat about it. You're really not because you get so used to it. It'd be like running four miles every single day. Your body kind of goes... Could you do a bike race off of spin classes alone? No. <laughs> I mean... That was a loaded question. Sorry. Sorry. Like, <laughs> sorry. No, I don't think so. A, your bike handling would be horrible. <laughs> yeah. um, and then all of a sudden people are riding next to you. So there's ah. that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that. You're like, oh, maybe there's a bike Excuse actually moves. <laughs> um, what was the other? A fit, other... Anything for like newer beginners, yeah. beginners, things that you wish you knew? Count to 100 is what I'm saying. Count to 100. Yeah. Unless you know how to count to 200, then count to 200. I don't know why I picked 100, <laughs> but round, I picked 100. I think because your brain can like yeah. technically go to 100 and then start uh-huh. recounting. Um, or learning other strategies that make you relax in the water. Um, I wish I knew that other people also had to do other strokes besides freestyle. Because I remember thinking, like, how lame am I that I'm out there side-stroking and breast-stroking and back-stroking? A lot of people do that. Um, I've seen pros backstroke in some of the ITU races. Hey, if you're races. really good at backstroke, it might be really good as long as you don't fall Usually they're cloud. way out in front and they're trying to see who's behind them. but <laughs> They're not following a cloud, so there's that. Um, don't follow clouds. Yeah. <laughs> Not good sighting. Not good sighting object clouds. Another, um, I wish I would have known this. I mean, I knew this, but it's an expensive habit and an expensive hobby. It is. So learning to find used sales, find things like that. There's so many sites out there now that it's easy to find stuff. 
But, and just knowing that probably somebody out there has had the same kind of struggles you have, don't hold it in, let them out. Because like you said, people will be like, oh yeah, man, first time I did, da 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 So everybody's got got a story. I would say too, like kind of what you're talking about with all of the like gear gear Mm -hmm. Facebook groups and sites and stuff like that. If you're actually considering getting into triathlon, like get a relay group together. Yes. Get into like, find yourself, get into the community. Yes. And just ask around. Mm -hmm. And half the time you'll find somebody like, I got this like number 17th bike that is just sitting in a corner and I'll sell it to you for like 200 bucks. And that was actually my first triathlon experience was a relay team. Yeah. Well, I was a runner and the person that swam, we had never even met him. And we were like, Oh, I think he like broke his ankle or something weird before. And we were like, oh, this will be fine. It's an easy day. He's the first person out of the water. <laughs> so, you yeah. No, the fruit relay thing's a really good point. Yeah. Like if you're interested in doing it, that's yeah. a really good try. Try it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get your sure. feet wet. There you go. Yeah. I like it. But yeah, the the sport is a more expensive. There are a lot of expensive hobbies out there. Uh, mm-hmm. If you think about the things that you spend your discretionary income on. I would say this one is uh, a lot healthier. Uh, I was going to say, this is uh, healthier. <laughs> so, um, but any inter- interventions happening. And I would say if there's clinics out there, like you've done a transition clinic before and things like that, make yourself go to them. Yeah. Because I didn't know anything. Like I didn't know how to set up my stuff. I didn't even really know how to air up my tire, I don't think, because I had borrowed the bike. So learning the small little things, like know how to air up your tire, know how to change your tire. Because <laughs> a lot of people don't know how to change their tires. Um, and just learning like the logistics of it, learning that I'm going to walk in, this is what I'm going to do. This is what kind of start it is, is a little more relaxing than, oh yeah. Getting there and being like, I don't even know what's going this, on. Right like, trying to watch the person next to you and seeing what they're doing. You yeah, can, you can reduce a whole lot of anxiety yeah. from your first triathlon experience. If you just kind of dive in, just put yourself into the community, even before you race, get yourself into the community, get yourself into like little clinics, little this, that, and the other. Don't be afraid to go to this, what they're there for. Anybody who puts on a clinic, uh, you know, obviously you it's, want people it's our up. livelihood, but want like we do those mm-hmm. to help people get into the sport mm-hmm. and like help people who are in the sport, uh, improve. Like, so that's what they're there for. Don't, like, You'd be surprised. Like everybody who comes to those things is just there to learn, right? And nobody, like anybody who shows up, is in your same boat. Mm-hmm. So just put yourself out there and, 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 the and get to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like everybody sure. I think always feels like oh, I shouldn't ask that question. Oh, every but every triathlete, ask the every triathlete wants to sit there and be like, well, let me tell you <laughs> what I did the first time. <laughs> that's that's like uh, you never ask a triathlete. Uh, like what their last race, how their last race went, because then you'd be walking into like an hour long conversation. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know yeah, if that it was went an hour long race. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. You got anything else, Bunsen? I've got no parting shots. No parting shots. All right. We appreciate it, Heather. Thanks for giving your time. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys for hanging out and watching, listening. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Adios. Peace. Thank you.